Chapter 9, Part 2 Safely behind his closed bedroom door, Eric sagged against the dresser opposite the bed and lowered his head. He tried to steady his breathing, tried to slow his pounding heart, anything to quell the sick feeling washing over him. There were no words. Even in the maelstrom of his mind there were no words for the feelings that battered him. The shock of what he had just done ripped through him, violently biting into him like shrapnel. He bent forward and rested his head against the inside of his forearm and worked at breathing, worked at not dying. It was his fucking hormone, he told himself. It was the testosterone doing this to him, making him want her so badly, making him take her like that, like she was nothing to him. A wave of nausea surged through him again and he straightened, moving towards the bed as the dizziness claimed him. He hesitated, suddenly seized with the urge to turn back, to go to her, to fall on his knees and beg her forgiveness, to hold her in his arms and caress her, kiss her, whisper sweet words in her ear, and make love to her gently, like she deserved. But he couldn't. At this moment, he didn't know if he could even face her again, let alone touch her. His eyes went to the window, assessing the empty black night. If he left now, if he just got the fuck out of here like he should have yesterday. He inhaled deeply and fought for sanity. He breathed out and took another deep breath before bracing himself against the window frame and closing his eyes. Get your shit together, soldier. Suck it up. You can deal. She had wanted him. He had warned her, he had given her ample opportunity to refuse, and yet still, she had wanted him. And God help him, he had been absolutely unable to resist. The images sliced into him, vicious and hot, as searing as any blade had ever been. She had wanted to kiss him, and he'd pushed her away. She'd wanted him on top of her, and he'd thrown it back at her. Christ, he'd even stopped her from teasing his cock with her sweet little tongue. She'd offered him every fantasy he had ever had of her, and he'd just thrown it away. Instead, he had taken her so roughly, so distantly, watching coldly as her face had fallen into the pillows and her beautiful hair had spilled across her wide eyes. He hadn't even taken his goddamn clothes off. He hadn't said anything to her, except that it would mean nothing. And he hadn't even made sure she was ready for him. He just pushed up her robe and buried himself in her, selfishly, surprised that she was as hot and wet as if he'd been pleasuring her for half an hour. The memory of everything he hadn't done bit into him almost as fiercely as the things he had. No, not the things he had done. The thing he had done. The only thing he had done. Fuck her. No emotion, no tenderness, no intimacy or warmth. He had just fucked her. He had turned her away from him and fucked her hard and fast, driven half mad by lust, by how goddamn good she felt, how tight and hot and sweet her luscious body was, how incredible it had felt to be inside her, finally, after wanting her for so long, and to do it bare, too, without a rubber between them to dull the sensations. He had just taken what he wanted, what his body had been aching for, had been dying for, in an almost mindless act of lust. And when he'd gripped her hair and lowered his lips to her ear, 
asking if she'd wanted harder and faster, if she'd wanted more. It hadn't really been a question, but a taunt. He'd almost wanted her to start crying, to start sobbing and begging him to stop, because he would have. It would have given him the reason he needed to pull away from her, to stop this madness, to hurl it back at her that he knew she hadn't wanted this, hadn't wanted him. It would have saved him, in a way. Her tears would have helped him recover his senses, would have given him the strength to back off, to leave her be. Maybe that's why he wished this small bit of pain on her now, to prevent the deeper pain that would come later if she didn't stop this insanity. But she had just looked at him over her shoulder, those gorgeous hazel eyes shining, and had said yes, yes, she had wanted more. And the heat in her eyes had driven him over the edge. He had come so hard, so fast, with such a violent eruption of pleasure he didn't know how she'd been able to stand it. That, too, was a failure on his part. Another thing he hadn't done. He had taken his pleasure, but hadn't made sure she found hers. He had been so overwhelmed with desire for her, so driven by lust. He'd been nothing but a selfish, mindless prick. Literally. He had wanted to collapse against her, catch his breath and breathe in the sweet scent of her hair trail kisses along her neck and murmur the things he wanted to say, the things he wanted her to hear. In another life, he would have. In another life, he would have made love to her, worshipped her, adored her body and soul, and let her feel everything that was in his heart. But in this life, it had been nothing like that. It hadn't been lovemaking. It had been an empty screw, just like he promised her it would be. Silent, dirty, and rough. He'd been so cold to her, colder than he had ever been with a woman, even the ones he'd paid for while on his tours, the seasoned pros who knew when a soldier just needed a quick and dirty fuck up against a sandy brick wall. With Alexandra, his beautiful Alexandra. His breath plumed against the window pane and he squeezed his eyes shut, trying to quell the nausea that roiled within him. He hadn't even come inside her. He denied her even that small intimacy. He'd just used her and walked away. Christ, he should have tossed some coins on her body while he was at it for all the respect and tenderness he had shown her. He'd had the most powerful, most incredible orgasm of his life. His mind and body exploding with pleasure and passion and love. But he had walked out of there like he had simply fulfilled a bodily need. She had wanted him. She had wanted him. He kept repeating the words like a mantra, clinging to them with the last of his sanity. She had wanted him. He went to the bed and sat down, willing the nausea to abide. He breathed deeply, braced his elbows on his knees and lowered his head to his hands. He closed his eyes and concentrated on his breathing. <sighs> like his brutal special forces training, he reminded himself, don't think about tomorrow or even an hour from now, just concentrate on getting through the next five minutes. She had wanted him. God damn it, she had really wanted him. How the hell was he supposed to find the strength to overcome that? He had known his share of women who wanted him, women who were turned on by banging an army ranger. They got off on it. It was something they could brag about to their friends. And most of them liked it rough and wild. 
faceless and primitive, which had always suited him just fine. They were a special breed of women, just like special forces were a special breed of men. No room for emotion in lives like theirs. No time or place for tenderness or love or any other bullshit like that. Go pick up a dude at Starbucks if you want a sensitive man. Don't fuck an army ranger. Which is what confused the hell out of him about Alexandra, what made his head spin and his gut clench. She wasn't like the other women who'd wanted him. She wasn't a hard, cold woman looking for a hard, fast fuck. She was too smart, too kind, too caring. There was too much behind her eyes, too much softness in her gaze. He loved the way she looked at him, not hungrily, not possessively, as though coveting a trophy she could tell her girlfriends about, but gently, as though she simply enjoyed looking at him. Looking at him, not just his body. Always meeting his gaze, her beautiful eyes always bright with genuine happiness to see him, even when he'd tried so hard to make his own gaze cold and indifferent, even when he'd done everything he could to chase her away. It had never worked, he realized now, not once. She'd just smile at him, or let her eyes linger on his for that little bit longer, as though she knew damn well what he was trying to do, and wasn't fooled by it. But even when he did catch her discreetly admiring his body, she was so sweetly feminine about it, so endearing, so utterly charming. Her eyes would flare slightly when he took off his shirt, her cheeks blushing pale rose before she looked away. She'd look again, though, especially if she thought he wouldn't notice, and every time she did, every time that bloom of soft pink dusted her cheeks, he had to fight the urge to pull her to him and make love to her right there in her office. Instead, he'd just let her look, pretending he didn't notice, pretending he didn't care. Sometimes he'd caught her gaze drifting over his scars with pain in her beautiful eyes, as if she'd wanted to soothe away the injuries and erase the ragged skin from his body. She'd never eyed his scars with perverse pleasure like other women did, like they wanted to be fucked by a guy who had been hurt so violently in the past. She looked at his scars like she could feel every bullet, every blade, every assault that had put them there in the first place. Like she shared his pain. When she smiled at him with that warm, beautiful smile that made his heart beat faster every time he saw it, he felt like she alone could make him feel human again. When she laughed, it was like a summer breeze through the trees. When she touched him, it was like coming home. And God, when she said she loved him. He surged upwards, inhaling as deeply and forcefully as he could, throwing his head back to stare at the ceiling. He braced his arms on the bed and fisted his hands into the quilt. This had to stop, now. It had to end here before it went any further. He could leave tonight, he reasoned, focusing on the black triangle of night across the room. The sky was clear. It didn't look as cold as the previous night, and without the storm it would be even easier to make the trek, especially if he didn't have to worry about Alexandra following him. He would be in town before she even awoke in the morning. He hadn't told her he would stay, after all. He hadn't made any promises, hadn't given her any reason to think that sex would change anything. If she awoke tomorrow to an empty cabin, she'd know why he'd gone. She'd understand. 
She might even be glad if he left, he thought grimly. She might realize what a fool she'd been to let him anywhere near her, and be thankful he had disappeared. But the truth was, if he left now, he'd never be able to live with himself. He couldn't just take off on her, not after what had happened. Maybe if he had been sweet and romantic, maybe if the sex had been tender and affectionate, he could leave her now with a clear conscience. But he just couldn't live with that last image he had of her, blinking up at him in surprise from her awkward position on the bed, her gorgeous hair spilling everywhere, her eyes glittering as he strode from the room. He would never be able to scourge that memory, that last pleading look she had given him, as if she still wanted him, as if she would welcome him back into her arms, despite what he had just done. No, he couldn't leave her like this. The memory of this awful night would haunt him forever, worse than any of the other memories that plagued his every waking thought. Even worse than Camilla, he thought. The image of her stabbing into his already ravaged gut. He'd never thought it even possible to regret something more than he regretted Camilla. But tonight, with Alexandra gone, he was cursed. Cursed to bring pain and suffering into the lives he touched, especially the lives of naive women who had no idea what they were getting themselves into. He rose from the bed and went to the window again, peering out into the still blackness across the thick, dark expanse of evergreens and shadowed rocks. Moonlight illuminated the snow with a pale, ghostly light. Nothing stirred in the windless night, not so much as a branch on a snow-tipped tree. He couldn't leave just yet. As much as he itched to throw on his gear and do what he did best, as much as he wanted the comfort of his familiar isolation, his practiced stone-cold solitude, he also knew it wasn't the way out. Not yet, anyway. Because of a woman. Christ, the guys would rag him if they could see him now. Big, tough-ass Briggs. Hit me again, I can take it, Briggs. Throwing everything he knew out the window because of a woman with intelligent hazel eyes and long, curly hair, who had to stand on her toes to even reach his lips, who felt so small and delicate in his arms that he was afraid to touch her sometimes in case she broke. A woman who had done the impossible and fallen in love with him, or at least believed she had. Maybe he simply needed to show her how wrong she was, he thought then. Maybe giving her what she wanted, or as much of it as he had to give, would be the only way to convince her. She clearly wouldn't be convinced by words alone. She had been unmoved by the words he'd spat at her, at the way he'd insulted her, the way he'd dismissed her, hell, even the way he'd thrown her to the floor and just walked away. She'd still welcomed him, still given herself to him, in spite of it all. Maybe he needed to give her what she thought she wanted, and let her find out for herself that not every man was redeemable, and not everyone could be saved. Maybe if he gave her what she wanted, she'd realize that her fantasy version of him was just that. Some idealized vision she had concocted. Some wounded hero she thought she could save. He would have preferred to let her keep her idealism and spare her the cold, hard reality, but she had ignored every attempt he'd made so far. Maybe if he gave her what she thought she wanted, she would realize she was wasting her life. 
with him, with PGI, with anything that kept her from living a full life somewhere else. Maybe then he could live with himself. He could leave her with as clear a conscience as a man like him was ever going to get, and she could move on. She could move on. She could find a normal man, a man who could treat her the way she deserved to be treated. A man who would protect her, who would build his life around her, who would marry her and give her children, a man who would love her. His gut spasmed again and he bent forward to ease the pain. Even the thought of another man with her made him nauseous. Another man touching her, kissing her, another man making love to her the way he himself couldn't. Anger surged in him as he pictured kicking the shit out of any man who so much as touched her, but he viciously tamped it down. She deserved another man. He steeled himself against the sick feeling. She deserved a better man than he was. She didn't know it yet, but he sure as hell did. So she had to be convinced. If words wouldn't do it, actions would have to. He wouldn't hurt her. But he wasn't going to love her either, or be tender, or romantic, or sweet. If she'd brought him up here for sex, he would give her sex. Nothing more. She'd probably end up hating him. And she'd certainly be disappointed. And it would probably tear him apart in the process, but it was the only way he could think of to convince her. And he had to convince her, before it destroyed them both.